Ah, dinner. Throughout history, the one meal when we come together, break bread, share our day, and connect as a family. That's the opening line of an Xfinity commercial that I'm sure many of you have seen in recent weeks. The commercial is rather amusing. It begins with shots of families from the distant past, four families from the distant past, all sitting around their dinner tables, talking with one another and obviously enjoying each other's company. Then the scene shifts, shifts to a modern-day dinner table with a father and his two children sitting there in total silence. That's because dad and sis are focused on their smartphones and junior is absorbed doing something on his tablet. Well, in comes mom who sees what's going on and also what's not going on and she proceeds to pull out her smartphone and use the appropriate app to cut off the Wi-Fi. That, of course, gets everyone's attention really quickly. Daughter says, hey. Mom responds, I paused it. Then she sits down, smiles, and says, so how is everyone? And that's how the commercial ends. I'm sure at least some of you can identify with that scene. Perhaps to a certain extent, all of us can. It's one of the ironies of the modern world, is it not? The technology we have is supposed to make communication with other people better. And in many cases, it has, but in many cases, it has not. In many cases, it's actually resulted in less face-to-face -face communication between living persons. I mean, why go and visit somebody if you can just text them? or tweet them or email them. And I fall into that trap myself. And that type of convenience, which is great on the one hand, has also caused many people to experience greater isolation and greater loneliness in their lives. And one of the casualties of all of this is the nuclear family. That's why I like that commercial so much. The scene in that commercial is the scene in many American homes these days. It may not only always happen at the dinner table, but in one way or another, everyone in the family can easily be drawn into their own little techie world, shutting out everyone else and everything else in the process. In the commercial, mom saves the day. Mothers often do, do they not? Dad, unfortunately, dropped the ball. He should have been the one engaging his children in conversation first while mom was finishing the cooking, but he was too busy playing around with his favorite app on his cell phone. He was as disconnected as the kids were. Thanks be to God, mom hit the pause button and made sure that everybody got reconnected. I mention this today because this weekend, as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, who remind us, like that commercial reminds us, that communication is key in family life. Here I mean not only communication with one another, but also communication with God. On that note, can you imagine what a dinner at the home of the Holy Family was like? Can you imagine what that was like? One thing's for sure, they never forgot grace. 
But aside from that, can you imagine what they talked about during their meal together? I'm reasonably certain that they did what most of us do. They talked about the things they had experienced during the day. Joseph probably shared what he was working on in his carpentry shop with Jesus. Mary, in all likelihood, talked about what was going on in the home, what she was doing, her latest project in the house. They probably talked about current events in Palestine and in the Roman Empire. And because the Lord, because God was at the center of each of their lives, I'm absolutely positive they spoke quite often about their faith, including the events we heard about in today's scripture readings, about Abraham and the promises God had made to Abraham and how God had fulfilled those promises and was fulfilling those promises in their midst. I'm sure that Mary and Joseph talked to their son about the day they brought him into the temple when he was an infant and about what Simeon had said and Anna had said and what that meant for all of them and for the world in the future. Communication is key in family life. It always has been. In fact, as you will recall, when Jesus was 12, his parents unknowingly left him behind in Jerusalem and lost him for three days. That distressing event happened, sadly, because of a miscommunication. Mary and Joseph didn't get the memo, so to speak. And even when Jesus tried to tell them why he stayed behind, they didn't understand. In Luke 2.49, Jesus says to his mother and foster father, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Then in verse 50, St. Luke writes, But they did not understand what he said to them. So even Jesus, Mary, and Joseph had to work at communication. They had to work at their communication with one another. They weren't exempt from the challenge. And actually, the challenge was probably greater for Joseph and our blessed mother. Because they had to try to communicate effectively with a child who also happened to be Almighty God. And we think we have it tough. Let me conclude now with a few suggestions for you parents on how to improve communication with your family. These are just suggestions. There are also some good suggestions I should mention that you can find online at some good Catholic websites. These are a few more that I came up with the other day as I reflected on this. Suggestion number one, follow that mother's example in the commercial and designate certain times, for instance, during meals, when all the members of your family will disconnect from their technological gizmos so that they can be fully present to one another. And if you have to, download an app so you can turn off the Wi-Fi like that mother did. Suggestion number two, take your children to Mass. But in addition to that, pray with your children at home, starting when they're very young and more open to spiritual things. Get them in the habit from a young age. And ask them beforehand what and whom they want to pray for. This is something that can easily be done at the dinner table just before you say grace. Every member of the family could share or mention one person or situation that they want to pray for that day. 
That's a great way to open up dialogue with your children during the meal. But it also has an added benefit. It helps you to keep tabs on what's going on in your children's lives. That's always a good thing. For example, if something bad happened to one of your son's friends at school that day, your son will probably want to pray for that friend at dinner that evening. Then, of course, you can ask him to fill in the details during the meal and tell you, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Suggestion number three, from a very young age, encourage your children to ask you questions about anything, but especially about moral and spiritual issues. Because if you don't do that, you don't give them answers to their questions and concerns about these important matters, the world will be more than happy to give them answers. And if you're a good Catholic, you probably aren't going to like those answers at all. And finally, number four, if you want better communication in your family, don't lie. This one is for young people as well as for parents. Lying destroys communication because the basis of all genuine communication is truthfulness. If, for example, you and I are going to communicate effectively with one another, I need to be confident that you're telling me the truth. You need to be confident that I'm telling you the truth. If we can't trust one another's words, our communication is over before it even begins. I tell teenagers all the time, you want to mess up your relationship with your parents big time? Lie. And then when they catch you, lie again. Keep lying to them. It'll get to the point where they don't believe a thing you say to them. And it will take you a long time to win back their trust. So that, you so that you can communicate with them effectively again. So don't lie. It's not worth it. Let me end my homily now with a prayer. It's a beautiful prayer I came across recently to the Holy Family. It was written by Pope Francis. I say it today for all the families represented here at this Mass. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph... In you we contemplate the splendor of true love. To you we turn with trust. Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that our families too may be places of communion and prayer, authentic schools of the gospel and small domestic churches. Holy Family of Nazareth, may our families never again experience violence, rejection, and division. May all who have been hurt or scandalized find ready comfort and healing. Holy Family of Nazareth, make us once more mindful of the sacredness and inviolability of the family and its beauty in God's plan. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, graciously hear our prayer. Amen.